0: What is up, biased nation? It is episode twenty of the Totally Biased podcast. Nick, episode twenty. We didn't do anything special. It's just a number, but at the same time, super pumped that we've gotten twenty under our
1: belt. Uh, and uh, how do we feel? Uh, I'm shocked. Uh, I don't know how it, you know, how I'm supposed to feel about twenty. It feels a little different than eighteen. I feel more seasoned, like a nice steak.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the general consensus is like you need to do like 300 or so podcasts before you actually find like your own voice and like the rhythm and kind of the, you know, back and forth. the Three? The yeah, it's some crazy number like that. There's like some st- statistic out there that says you do X amount of podcasts and you finally... Uh, get to know like y- your own voice and kind of how things are going to go so anyways we got a long way to go I say we got some work <laughs> to, we got some work to do but i will say uh we think our sound quality has greatly improved uh and we think we've gotten better with kind of the lay of the land and kind of the structure so we hope you all listening find that uh, to be true as well but on this week's episode we it's going to be a little bit shorter we did the bonus episode on thursday night about hockey so we're, we won't make this one too 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 long but we're gonna talk the first half about uh hangovers uh because you know it's that time of year now uh people are home from school and they're on break uh they're having a good time they want to go out uh but at the same time you got to be prepared for your family the next day
1: yeah and this is all about protection for you (laughs) exactly
0: and then uh the second half we will do the weekly picks uh and the mvp yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about who he thinks is going to win MVP, which in this case is a uh, landslide, but we'll come up with a couple other arguments. And um, <laughs> that'll be it. So when we come back, we're going to k- kick it off with some holiday booze. We'll be right back.
1: Hey guys, welcome back. I'm here with Squeaky C Pro. <laughs> um, he, uh, we went to a big Ducks game out here. It was a big college game if you, if you live under a rock. And uh, he still has lingering effects from it. And speaking of lingering effects, uh, we've all had a little bit too much to drink sometimes, and you, you feel it the next day. And so we thought, uh, as the holidays approach, and you're more likely to be drinking, to discuss some myths, some truths, and uh, what you can do to protect yourself from hangovers, besides just generally abstaining from alcohol.
0: Or if you're like me, you have one drink
1: and you feel hungover
0: <laughs> the next day.
1: <laughs> yes, if you're the infamous lightweight, this also might be for you. So I guess uh, we'll start, we'll, we'll take this in two sections. What is happening to your body when you've had too much alcohol, too fast, and uh, then we'll talk about that and then what to do about it. Um, so the important thing, if you didn't know is that your body's working to flush out these toxins, um, your kidneys and livers are forced into overdrive. And so they got to do a lot of filtering because you've, uh, been abusive to yourself. Uh, at the same time, your stomach lining is all kinds of irritated, which means not only in the rest of your body, might there be inflammation, but also in your stomach, uh, people have experienced increased anxiety because of this. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. You feel like you're dying. Yep. (laughs) And if you're wondering, like, so me and Cipro here, we're getting a little older. We're seeing almost a 30 that sometimes you have a little too much and you think that the hangovers are worse. Um, There might be some truth to that, but not necessarily fact. But as you get older, your body just takes a little longer to process because fewer resources are available in your body. So essentially, uh, you're just seeing elongated effects as opposed to like a more severe hangover. Yep. Life's a bitch,
0: everybody. <laughs> Not only do your joints stop working, <laughs> your vision, your hearing, your limbs, but your kidneys and liver
1: as well. I mean, it's pretty impressive, though. There's people who do this on a regular basis and just seem to walk it off.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, God, like, I've, I know alcoholics that drink four or five beers a day and no worries. Just like it's like the uh, it's, <laughs> it's the it's the walking norm. it's the walking norm but all serious no uh you know it's a big it's a big deal as as far as being impaired so please don't drink and drive be safe during the holidays don't do anything stupid so
1: Um, i got a question for you yeah go ahead um in the the sake of just talking about drinking too much do you have a, a pretty hilarious drinking story of yours
0: yeah i do uh it's not um, it's not it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not one to uh, brag about um, but uh, any of the boys back in Maine listening to this, Travis and uh, Seamus, you'll be appreciative of this one. So um, I had uh this good buddy of mine, Seamus Seamus Foley. He uh had a, an apartment on this like Main Drag that was near my parents' house, uh, and super easy to get to. So I lived at home at time uh, during the time. And, uh, it was my junior year of college. So we had, uh, weren't quite 21 yet, but we, he would have these massive house parties every single weekend. And by massive house parties, I mean like 60, 70 people, Whoa. um, more than definitely more than half by the end of this run. I didn't know who they were. They, like I had my five <laughs> or six friends that I knew that were there. And then it like, they invited other people and then those people invite other people. It was one of those things where it just snowballed. Animal house. Yes, Animal House. So uh, one night, one of my good friends, his girlfriend, gave me a bottle of Captain uh, Captain Morgan's to hold for her while uh, she went to the bathroom. She was like, hey, Cam, you know, just hold this bottle for me. You know, I, I need to hold it. I'll be back in two, two seconds. I was like, OK, cool. Well, I was already pretty intoxicated at this point, And I was chit-chatting with everybody. And she gave me this bottle. And... Um, turns out every like five minutes or so I was just taking a haul off of it not (laughs) not realizing that it was like still her bottle like you know she didn't she hadn't come back for like a couple hours and I just didn't realize So I just kept hitting this bottle I was like oh this is great I I don't know who gave this to me but this is awesome I'm invincible exactly so she finally comes back like an hour (laughs) and a half later and I give her the bottle and she goes this thing is like almost half gone like what happened and I was like Oh, yeah, I made a couple drinks, you know, I took a couple hits off it, but that's it, you know, I don't know. And she was like, all right, cool, whatever. Didn't tell her that I drank all of it. (laughs) So I was feeling good. Then an an hour later, I felt like I I got hit by a truck, essentially, and it like hit me all at once. And I run upstairs to go to the bathroom because I was going to throw up.
1: I can't imagine you in this situation, just knowing you after a couple of beers.
0: Yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> I run upstairs to throw up, and the bathroom is locked. Um, one of the one of the roommates that lived upstairs didn't want anyone going into his bathroom that night, so he locked it on purpose so that no one would destroy it, which is what I was going to to do. So that was, you know, props to him. So my next move was to open the second story window, and to just throw up. Outside, out
1: the window. Out the
0: window. <laughs> so I flip open the window. It's a, a it's a low window. So I got down on my knees, stuck my head out the window, and <laughs> proceeded to yak out the window. What I didn't realize was that I didn't put stick my head out far enough. So it I had filled the windowsill with my puke, and so. It got all over down the front of me because I was leaning on the windowsill to throw up, oh. but my head wasn't all the way out the window. So I had filled the windowsill. In this house, it was a pretty rundown apartment. It was not uh, you know, well furnished or anything. And the puke actually had seeped through the uh, window panes, and it was coming out the baseboards of the floor by my feet. It was so oh, much. That's disgusting. So, yeah. So it started in the, in the windowsill. It overflowed, but then it went through the window and down. And then there was a little crack Was it in on the, the outside board. of the house? No, it was on the inside. Oh, okay. It was, it was on the inside.
1: Oh, you didn't get any out. you like, I was Barely, halfway. Bar- <laughs> I was like halfway, yeah. So,
0: so and I had never, like, I, I normally know my limit. I'm, I have never blocked out in my life. I remember all of this. Obviously, I didn't block out. So I've never blocked out in my life. Um, I think I'm pretty responsible with my drinking. And this night, I don't know, it just escaped me for whatever reason. I was so embarrassed. So I had two friends that were sitting on the couch behind me. And they were, I'll, I'll spare them their names because they were all pretty drunk as well and just like almost passed out. And they could hear me throwing up. And all I kept hearing was, it's all right, Cam, just let it out. Let it out. You got it. Let it out. Puke and rally, puke and rally over and over again. So, uh, what good friends do you have? (laughs) I was done throwing up. Literally, the entire wall was just coated and it started to leak out onto the floor. And so I had to go downstairs and basically get Seamus to be like, hey, man, I need some paper towels. Like, there's puke everywhere upstairs. Seamus, being the great friend, cleaned it all up. Wow. I cleaned up a little bit, but. Uh, he, he finished it off for me and, uh, very thankful for that. Um, but, uh, that's really it. Like I said, I haven't really, uh, I'm pretty good with my drinking. So I don't really have many crazy stories, but that was like the grossest one that I had. And I was super embarrassed. I mean, it was in my house. It was in front of other people. And it was just like, this guy can't hold his liquor at all.
1: Oh, making a scene.
0: Oh. And I mean, the, and the, the punchline is I can't, I can't drink Captain Morgan's again.
1: Just yeah. the smell of it makes me sick. <laughs> it's so weird how that works. Yeah, it's like your body protecting yourself. Exactly.
0: So that's that's mine. Now, Nick Rogers, Thanks. I know you've had a couple of dates with the old sauce.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what's uh, what's your best story?
1: All right. So if you know me, there's been a few times. Uh, if you're close enough that you, you realize at some point that I may have had a little too much at one point. Uh, but probably I was 17. Oh, so boy. we're going to go back to like that. You're going way back. And if uh, this this sets the picture of who I used to be, right? Um, so there's a vodka that's bottom shelf. It's like five o'clock, but it's on the East Coast. It's called Orloff. It's real oh. cheap. It's just, oh. <laughs> it's disgusting. But that's what I used to drink. That's Orloff
0: was the vodka that a buddy of mine would buy a handle of and just pour water bottles out of it so that we would all have a water yeah. bottle full. That's how we pre-gamed. Oh, oh, it was so bad.
1: That's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I used to have a bag of Cheetos, Dr. Pepper, and Orloff. And that's what I used to drink when I started drinking because I was classy. And one night, I'm in my my basement of my house at my mom's place. And I'm with a buddy, Joe, and we're drinking. And I had too much too quickly. And I was a mess, stumbling and bumbling. He, like, dr- he dragged me up the stairs and put me to bed. Uh, and he made sure like I changed into pajamas and everything. So if you can imagine, I have no shirt on and I'm in Dr. Pepper pajama pants. Sexy. Uh, and so he he puts me to bed and then he goes to bed in another room. At this point, I decide my, my night's not over. I, uh, I get up and I was like, who could possibly be awake? I don't know. But I lived in the middle of nowhere, the small town of, uh, Limerick, Maine. Uh, I think the population is over 2000 now, but it was around then when I lived there. And I lived on all these dirt roads, so I decide when it's like 30 degrees out, no shirt, no shoes, no socks, just take, for, take a stroll. Uh, just Dr Pepper pants. I friggin end up running, running through the, uh, where I lived it was Arrowhead, uh, two miles to a neighbor's house, slammed on her door, woke her up, and she's like, "Nick, what are you doing here?" And I was like, "Judy, what's up? I'm hammered." And then she's like, all right, I'm going to bring you home. You're a mess. She brings me home. Uh, And then I was like, all right, I'll go. I didn't want to. And I go back inside and I wait what felt like a half an hour. She says it was three minutes. And then I come barreling back outside to go back, run into somebody else's house. And then she's waiting at the end of the driveway with the lights off. She's slamming on her horn. My parents never wake up. She is like leaning on this at two in the morning or whatever. So she takes me back to her house. And then she tells me I have to go to bed, and it pisses me off. And I'm like, I don't to ever go to bed. I'll never go to bed. And she's like, dude, I have to work. So I'm going to call your parents if you don't cool. I was like, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So she calls my parents. My mom comes and gets me. I get mouthy. She brings me back home. And I'm just sitting without a shirt on in my mom's Jeep. As we go driving down this pothole, I'm jiggling everywhere, this pothole riddled road. And I'm like, and then we go upstairs. My stepdad's sitting in the kitchen. And I'm just like, oh, shh. Yeah, and I was like, "Mom, Ray, raise up! Shh, don't tell him he's gonna be pissed. He can hear the." And I said it just as loud as I just said it on this podcast, just like that. <laughs> and then I just started laughing. I like stumble up the stairs, have to like sit on the stairs for a second, regain my traction, and then I go back upstairs. I try to make a phone call. My mom. This is back in the time where phones had like you could pick it up and be on the line. Oh yeah. My mom tells me to go to bed. She picks it up. Nick, stop calling people. Go to bed. Um, and <laughs> so I just go on this rampage through, through at like two in the morning on a mid, like a middle of the school week. Yep. I don't know what was happening with me. Uh, and the kicker for all this was the next day. If my stepdad was cool, bad, he's like, never let it happen again, or then we'll have a problem. I said, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> thanks for mercy and grace. And then my mom had to go to the hospital because of stress related chest pains. Oh
0: so I just sat goodness. for
1: hours waiting for my mom to come home. And it's like after the night we hatch, you got no sleep, and that would start off a few stories down the road. Oh man! But I would say that's brutal. Just because I was seventeen, and I'm just like I was picking rocks out of my feet for like a week. Oh, I bet. Just ugh.
0: Yeah, I mean,
1: we all have the stories. We all
0: we all have stories. My my like big thing when I drink is that I just cannot get the spins. That is bad news for C Pro. I can go to sleep with them like some people like the spins and they'll just they'll just go to sleep and it like helps them go to sleep I don't really know, I don't really get that but I I cannot cannot get the spins if I have the spins I have to uh literally just stay up until I don't have them anymore you know which the only thing that cures a hangover is what time exactly so you're just sitting there doing nothing and I, and so there have been many times when like you know, at our house parties on on winter street, I would just go into my room and just sit on my bed for like a couple hours. Just wait until the (laughs) spin stopped. Yeah. spins spins are bad. Spins are terrible. A lot of the time too, what would happen is I would go back out into the living room and sit down and like try to watch TV or something. Surprisingly, TV helped a little bit. Surprisingly, I thought that like the, you know, the bright lights and stuff would make it worse, but it didn't, I would just sit there and either watch a show and I would end up either, um, falling asleep on the couch and just getting up and going to bed (laughs) or just like realizing that I was good. Um, because I could not, um, I could not go to bed with spins. And we've had friends that have had really bad stories about throwing up in their bed, you know, while they're on their backs and like being very lucky with
1: fall asleep in the shower. Yeah.
0: Fall asleep in the shower and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, we were always really good about taking care of each other, which was nice, but we do have friends that have really scary stories like that. Um, and so that's never wanted to be on a, on a front page paper about
1: a huge house party that went bad. For sure. All right. But so we talk about these rough nights. And these rough nights inevitably produce hangovers. Hopefully, the more you, you get older, you, you grow out of it a little bit. Um, but there's no cure for a hangover. But there's prevention and easing a hangover. And so we're, we're here to give you a little information about it. So I'll go down the list. Um, the first is if like, you're my man, C pro here, it just says count how much you're drinking. Um, if you want to ease a hangover, a lot of people when they're drinking, they're not even paying attention. So they're taking like six shots, four beers, a couple mixed drinks, and they're just getting too much too fast rather than it's like, okay, I'll have four drinks. Um, beer, beer before liquor, never sicker liquor before beer in the clear. I don't know if that's true, but Oh, it is true. (laughs) I tested it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you sound like every like college kid ever. i, I it. swear by it, bro um uh, what we have for you we don't know if that's total fact but that is yeah. like i think uh maybe you drink less if you pay attention because if you had liquor you wouldn't yes 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 i, mean, I sure. don't i don't know sure. but it says stick to certain types of alcohol and i think this might be true so darker colored drinks like whiskeys red wines um like what stouts, stouts, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the darker it is, it has these metabolites in it that exacerbate your hangover symptoms. Uh, drinks that don't are the lighter colored, like vodka and gin, something like that. Shit zippers. Yeah. The Bud Lights. That's why people can seem to drink 20 of them and be fine the next day. Yeah. It's pretty much drinking piss water. Um,
0: the old Winter Street special.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so if you're going to drink and you're going to drink a lot, uh, I don't recommend it, but uh, <laughs> if you don't want to be destroyed the next day, or be lightly destroyed. Drink lighter alcohols. Um, this one was interesting. So while you're drinking, or before you go out, chug H two O, um, and then even more than you think. All this it just dilutes your alcohol blood content.
0: The one thing I would say about this one is, yes, it does help. However, you'll break your seal quicker though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy's a, he's a strategist. <laughs> I'm just kidding. At the Ducks game, right? We were having some beers there. Uh, and then I'll give it to you. You're like the last guy to go to the bathroom. You're like, guys, it has to happen. I got to break the seat. I got to do it.
0: I'm a camel, though. I can hold it all day.
1: I, <laughs> not when I'm drinking beers. After I'm beer. a camel. <laughs> <laughs> I can.
0: I can hold it all day. But yeah, uh, I was one of the, the last ones to go. And once I go, it sheesh, it feels like forever. It's so much. And
1: yeah. It's, it's a, I feel yeah. like that once I start going. Like every time I go, it's yeah. just like, wow, I'm pissing a gallon. Yeah. Um, don't skip a meal. Um, you should leading up to when you drink. So not while you're drinking, but leading up to you drinking, you should have a balanced meal of like protein, fat and carbohydrates.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what I'm thinking about. When I'm, when I'm, I'm about to go out with friends. Wait, I need dinner first. Hold on. Hold on. I need <laughs> I something in my stomach first. Don't get me wrong. When I get there and start slamming shots, I'm like, I need a pizza. Stat. Stat. <laughs> I need yeah. it now. But Where's the
1: greasiest burger out here? Seriously.
0: But not before. It's like, ah, uh, nope. Tell me what time I'm there.
1: Um, and so, uh, so think about it, like nutrient dense foods, it could even be like berries and stuff like that, but you do this before you go out drinking. Cause the, what drinking does to you is it destroys some like, uh, your M6 and M12, uh, electrolytes or minerals or whatever's in your body. Um, so you have this balanced meal, so you kind of get a surge of them. Uh, so that's why it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a healthy meal. It just has to be like fats, carbs, proteins, and then, mm-hmm. uh, some like nutritious dense foods like berries could be helpful. Uh, but while you're drinking, it's already a little too late. And so, yeah, you've, you've kind of, well, pre- the good
0: news is, is that fanny packs are in now. So now when you're all wearing your fanny
1: packs <laughs> to put in some berries. yeah, it's, it's fashionable, it, it's accessible. Um, and you have a fuller belly. So if you're drinking beer, you'll, you're less likely to drink more. Oh, excuse me. I'm burping now. Um, this says try a bit of caffeine. It doesn't cure your hangover, but it makes you more alert. All right, easy. Um, Nobody wants uh, a drunk who's going to be awake all night. Seriously. But this is for a hangover. So maybe it's just to get you, like, snapping, too. Uh, And then this says, this is really important. It says, um, it's not true that alcohol helps a hangover. So if you Mm -hmm. go out for that Bloody Mary, it actually doesn't do anything for you except the fact that you're having a good drink. Um, But it can lead to addiction. Uh, It helps encourage the uh, habitual pattern of addiction. So... Yeah. Yikes. Uh, just go get a greasy breakfast with an orange juice. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't. I'm allergic to tomatoes, so I don't have Bloody Marys.
0: Yeah. I've only had a couple that I really
1: liked. Like hot supper?
0: Uh, hot, shout out to hot supper for sure. That was a great Bloody Mary. Portland. Um, Maine. Yeah. I just feel like that's a common thing to do after night of drinking, though, to go out, get brunch, get a Bloody Mary, you know, but like, but yeah, I, mean, I
1: think people think it just fights like the withdrawal symptoms or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which that's a horrible thing but yeah and
0: then it's like everyone's like oh yeah i go for a brunch and then bloody mary and it's like and then i take a nap it's like well yeah because you're back on the sauce again after you've just come up (laughs) you've just come out of a slumber and now you only had one or not even i don't even think a Bloody Mary has like a full amount of alcohol in it for like a like a normal drink so then you had that little bit that just makes you gassed so then you're just like all right well i'll just sleep it
1: off (laughs) you know it's like come on it sounds like just an excuse to drink and have a greasy meal yeah
0: yeah so but Nick is right, though. You know, as you get older, you know, your metabolism, you know, sinks like the Titanic. So uh, watch out for it. But like we said, you know, be safe around the holidays. Everybody's home with their families. There's more pe- There's more people out there on the roads than there are normally, you know. Uh, so just be careful.
1: And this would be like the worst time to die. So it's mm-hmm. the freaking holidays. Don't do that. Exactly. It's supposed to be a time of awesome. Yeah. But uh, all right, guys, when we get back, we'll talk about our MVP picks and then I guess we'll go over the games. Yeah. Hope you all had a great
0: Thanksgiving, by the way.
1: Oh, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday. Let's go. Boom. We'll be right back. Hey guys, I don't want to say this is a Nick episode, but yes, I'm introducing this segment. So you know what that means, don't you? Yes, I am still in the lead. We tied this week with picks. We both went three and three uh, out of those six picks where he swore this was going to be the week. But you guys who have been following me, yes, I'm still in the lead for like the seventh consecutive week. I cannot be stopped. I can't be tamed. There's songs written about me about not being tamed. But all right. So I stand at 120-68 and 1. <laughs> and Cipro stands at a measly, pathetic, cowardly 119-67 and 1. <laughs> yes, there's a one game difference still. How are you feeling?
0: You you know what? As long as there're still weeks to be played, there's always time to catch up.
1: Yeah, well, that's worked out for you all season. How many games do you have different this week? 6. All
0: right, so this week it could be the week again, folks.
1: <clears throat>
0: Listen, when I get the Mega
1: Week, that's it. It's game over for you. So, when you get like all the picks, yeah, a uh, puke if that happens. But let's do our MVP first. But yeah, so before we jump in the picks, um, MVP candidates, who are you going with? Well, okay. We're
0: going uh, we're, we're to argue the different points, but the unanimous decision right now is Lamar Jackson, people. Okay. If you have been watching any NFL at all, this guy is on another planet another planet he's like a um, running
1: back quarterback
0: he's athlete <laughs> yeah he's he's on a just different different playing field and it looks like harbaugh and company has really figured out how to use him um to their you know to his best ability so hey props to them props to them uh so lamar jackson are you looking up his stats
1: yeah i thought you're going i thought you were going russ i am but we can just talk about
0: lamar you want to talk about lamar or no
1: all right. So the two candidates that can be talked about right now are Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Um so yeah, go ahead Serge, what you're going to say. I'll bring up stats as we go. Um yeah, so it's Lamar Jackson,
0: Russell Wilson and like what? Uh McCaffrey probably is like the third option if there was to be a third. Yeah,
1: but he's really fallen off.
0: So McCaffrey had a great first half and is kind of fallen off a little. Um
1: so He's not what, even the number 1 rusher anymore. Yeah,
0: is that still is that Dalvin?
1: No, Chubb. Oh, Nikki, Nikki Chubb. Cool.
0: Uh, Russell, Russell, where is where?
1: I'll go so I'll yeah. go ahead and start with something that's an interesting thing. Right, you're not going to see Lamar Jackson leading on any quarterback thing, but you might also be curious to know that he's the eighth overall rusher in the the uh, to um, so the U.S. Yeah, in the NFL this year. Well, that is the U.S. Yeah,
0: he he has 977 yes, yards,
1: 33 yards <sighs> shy of a thousand. He's 200 and 70 yards behind number one that's outrageous a quarterback he's supposed to be throwing the ball yep
0: yeah it's uh it's quite the it's quite the feat it's quite the feat for um for Lamar uh you know for a long time in the NFL the three running back committee and by that I mean like the triple option routine that Mariota tried to start the Dolphins tried to start with the um with the wildcat, a you know many years ago, the the Colin Kaepernick look, uh, you know the RG three look, all that. Um, these quarterbacks, you know, st- statistically have a shorter shelf life than the pocket passers because they're on the go, they're on the move, they're taking more hits, um, and so naturally that's just going to decrease the value of uh, a player. But with Lamar Jackson, he's just so agile. And he's so fast and he makes these decisions. He's made like so quickly and so effectively that um, he almost looks to be untouchable on some of these plays. He doesn't even get touched. He just runs 20 yards and gets out of bounds.
1: Or, yeah, or like just slides. Yeah. So, uh, on top of that, he's he's got seven rushing touchdowns on top of this. Yeah. And how many passing? Uh, I don't have that up. You have to give me a second. Do you have that up? Yeah. um, I had it up.
0: I can bring it up right here. He has. 25. So he's got 32 total. He's
1: 25 passing touchdowns.
0: Yeah. Holy crap. 25 and five.
1: Clearly I didn't do my research before we started. I'm getting blown away. Just.
0: Yeah. Wow. So yeah, he is the, uh, he's the clear front runner uh, for the MVP. My argument is Russell Wilson. Um, he, so these, the, these stats I'm going to give you do not include, t- uh, the Monday night game that he just played. Uh, because I believe he threw two two touchdowns and went over uh yeah, yeah, he did. So um he is at twenty-nine thirty-seven, but he went over three thousand uh this Monday night and he threw two touchdowns. So he's at he's over three thousand yards passing, twenty-six touchdowns, three picks. Um and his rushing stats
1: are what? We go. nothing compared to friggin no nothing compared uh he's 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 still got um what was he like 400
0: rushing yards he's got oh no he, he only got 271 i mean his his best year was 850 back into 2014 so yeah. still not even close to him um but he's got three rushing touchdowns so it's 29 and three or yeah 29 and three right if you uh yeah 29 and three if you count um his total stats uh, and the Seahawks look really good. He, he, he looks like uh, the quarterback that won the, na- the, the the national title, the Super Bowl. his rookie season. Um, and just seems like it, you know, his rookie season, he had 3,118 yards, tw- uh, 26 and 10, 490 yards rushing at four. So he, he went 30 and 10 and 3,500 total yards. So not, completely off of that championship season um, but he just he just looks really good he damn in his career he's played oh that can't be right yeah that's not right because I know he's he's missed some games but um he's been surprisingly really consistent. he has an overall quarterback rating of 101 and a half in his career in his eight-year career.
1: That's I mean, really good. so he, it's this weird thing where the scrambling quarterback is not the long-term answer, but when you see somebody execute it so well, like Lamar Jackson, mark my words, in five years will not have the style of play he has now. He will have to adjust to a pocket passer or something. It's just not sustainable. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Russell Wilson. He got all dinged up in a previous year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they keep playing, but it's it becomes obvious it's not sustainable, I think. What's crazy about Lamar Jackson is that not only is he slinging 25 touchdowns for the season, he's friggin' running for seven and running. I mean, you could argue that de- depending on what happens, he could be like the number three rusher in the league.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Barring any injuries. He's the number 18 quarterback
0: as far as yards go. The thing about Ru- Russell Wilson is that he's never had a completion percentage below 61 in his career. And he averages right around like – Thirty five hundred yards a year, like consistently. He's he's only had two years over four thousand. Um, so you see these pocket passers like the breezes and uh, the Bradys and the Matt Ryan's that throw what seems to be five thousand. Con- you know con- consistency at uh, uh, consistently. Um, Drew Brees has the most five thousand yard seasons now, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he's you know got, like, Payton was up there, too. So it's like, you know, these pocket passers that are forced to throw the ball 60 times a game are going to have the numbers. But when somebody that has almost 4,000 rushing yards in their career, like Wilson, to him, he's going to surpass 30,000 passing yards next year. He'll have 4,000 and 30,000. Like, that's for a quarterback that's been in the league nine years. That's impressive.
1: Yeah. It's impressive. Wait till the end of Lamar Jackson's. Exactly. He's, he's. I mean. He,
0: this is only year two. I know. Like, he's already got a fourth.
1: But he's so lucky to be in the system. They built an offense for him. And I think. Well,
0: I don't think. It, I don't think it matters who, what team it is. You have to build a system for him. He's that special.
1: Well, but I think we've had runners in the past that they don't build for. This is like an exclusive offense built for Lamar Jackson. Hence, his backup is RG three. But
0: you look at. But you look at the running quarterbacks that they've shifted from Kaepernick, RG three, uh
1: Cam Newton. Cam Newton.
0: What happened to all those three guys? They had serious injuries. Now, well luckily Wilson hasn't had uh, sorry, I missed that. Could you say it again, please? <laughs> series going on for no reason. Wow. Yeah. Um anyways, uh you know Wilson, uh, so Kaepernick, when I say, RG three, Cam Newton. You know, uh, all three of those guys had serious injuries, whether it was in, in uh, an ACL, Kaepernick's ankle, or Cam Newton's ankle and shoulder and head this year, whatever it is. I don't really know what, why he's out. But it's, uh, you know, you build it until it doesn't work anymore. And then you're like, well, great. You know, we, he took one, too, one too, too many hits. He didn't get go out of bounds. And now he's out for the season.
1: Um, it's not a long-term answer. But for no. this year... It's got to be Lamar Jackson, right?
0: Yes, it has to be.
1: And we'll see how it finishes out because he gets injured this this coming week, right? And then all of a sudden, it's Russell Wilson's to lose. Yes. And Um, I just think, too, the other thing where you can talk about Russ Wilson is his ability to win games. Mm
0: -hmm. And I don't
1: know. I don't – like, Lamar Jackson steadily handles games, but if the game's on the line, I don't know if he's that guy yet. I think he can. But it's like, right now, if I was like, hey, got two-minute drill, Lamar Jackson or Russ Wilson – I'm, I think I'm going to take Russ Wilson. Right,
0: yeah. Well, and it's like he's never – Lamar Jackson has never been in the position of down seven or just, just four or more, needing a touchdown and only having the time to throw the ball. Yeah. Like he's never had the two-minute drill. Even in a two-minute drill with timeouts, you can still run the ball. But, you know, 45 seconds to a minute from your own 20 with no timeouts and all you need to do is throw. Like you cannot stay in bounds. Like, I don't know. We haven't seen that yet. So I guess that's, I mean, that is the one thing we don't know.
1: Yeah. So it'll be cool. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys, I mean, you, you do the spiel, you know, all the, the social media accounts.
0: Oh yeah. So yeah. If you guys want to chime in on our picks or anything NFL, or if you want to comment about, uh, a drunk story that you would think is funny that we can share on the podcast. If they are, please make them appropriate. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at real TV podcast, uh, or email us at real TV podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear your thoughts, comments, concerns. Um, oh, please rate us, rate us, rate us iTunes. I believe Spotify has a rating system, Google casts, whatever platform you, you listen on, please just give us a rating. Um, you don't have to write anything or like comment or anything, just, uh, just uh, give us a rating on the platform that you listen on to uh, get the podcast b- boosted up the charts a-, a little bit, so we can uh, get
1: some more views. Cool. And uh, when we give, when we come back, we will uh, go over our picks for the week. Hey guys, welcome back. So, we're going to go ahead and start the picks off. We know that I won. Um, so, we have six different picks next week. Uh, the first one is Panthers at the Falcons. I picked Panthers. You picked Falcons.
0: Yeah, the Falcons are at home. Uh, and um, I just think that, you know, Falcons are 3-9. and nine. Nick and I were talking about this earlier. Like, we don't – besides the injuries, like, they should be really good. The Falcons have a playoff contending roster. You know, they're only – what they're four years out from the Super Bowl. They didn't really lose that many players. You know, they still have Julio, they still have Freeman, they still have Ryan. You know, they're their young defense that they all re signed or most re-signed, they just keep getting hurt every year. They had what, six or seven starters go out before the season started? Yeah. In preseason or something. Um and so um I picked the Falcons at home because A, they're at home and B, they are playing uh they are playing uh, Kyle Allen. And um, Kyle Allen has been hit or miss. He's had some good games. He's, he's had some bad games. Um, come to find out, if you stop Christian McCaffrey, you can pretty much beat the Panthers. Um, the Panthers have lost two in a row. To One was to Washington this week. And in week 12, they lost to New Orleans. So, I mean, New Orleans is New Orleans. However, losing to Washington
1: at home? Listen, Seriously, come on. The the freight what was it? The Chargers lost to no, no Who lost to Miami this week? Uh, Philly, Philly, the Eagles uh, lost a
0: yeah. friggin'. And see, you know, like you know, I'm just saying this because it's like Bill Belichick, and he says this all the time, and we all know he wins. But he's he he always says, and other coaches have, but he always says it is so hard to win in the NFL. People don't understand how hard it is, and it's very true. And at the same time. You have fluke weeks when the shitty, the crappy teams, the friggin' Bengals won, the Redskins won, and Miami won this week. <laughs> They're like a combined, what, five in forever? Must like, be. it's or just like. Full they, moon somewhere. Every once in a while, uh, the circumstances are right and the stars align and these bad teams win. And it's very hard to win in the NFL. And so, if you have one superstar that you can zone in on and stop and make someone else beat you, that is your best bet. We've seen that in New England for years. They will take away your number one option and they force the rest of your team to beat you. And so I believe that every, from here on out, McCaffrey is that player for the Panthers and, and, you know, rightfully so. And so I think they shut down uh, McCaffrey in Atlanta and squeak it
1: out. Um, The Falcons have just been atrocious this year. Uh, I don't know how to describe my distaste for their performance except to say I can only compare them to Miami this year. Um, they're not good. The Redskins might as well be as good as them, which is crazy because the talent pool they have. Uh, the Panthers hit that hot streak. I agree that what's been going on, but I'm hopeful that – I mean, even the Panthers can beat the Falcons. That's what I'm fingers crossed for. But, we'll, I mean, we'll find out. This game could go either way, and I wouldn't be surprised. The leading? Because the Falcons beat, like, the Saints at one point. They so beat Saints
0: in New Orleans, wasn't it? yeah uh yeah The i mean the falcons leading rusher i know i'm going against my, my own points here but the, the, <laughs> the, the falcons leading rusher has totally
1: unbiased podcast <laughs> yeah has
0: 422 <laughs> yards
1: that is brutal lamar jackson has over double that
0: yes as a quarterback mccaffrey has almost 1200 yards huh all Weird. right um but uh Julio is who you know he's Julio he's got 950 yards only 64 receptions though so not uh not the Julio receptions No they they're, like they're trash
1: this season Yeah Next teams Yep um it's 49ers and Saints I don't know who's where Uh Saints are home All right 49ers at the Saints You picked the Saints I picked the Niners
0: The Saints excuse
1: me <clears throat> the 49ers
0: just had a huge emotional game sure on hit. the road in Baltimore, came down to the wire, last-second field goal for Justin Tucker, who never misses. Uh, and this is this is the beginning of a stretch for uh, the end of the season that's really tough for San Fran. They had uh, – so starting from – what was this week? Week four. This is week 13. 12, uh, 12 11, 10, nine, 9. So it says from week 9, they had Arizona beat by three. They had Seattle lost in overtime. Had Arizona, one by 10, had Green Bay, one by 29, and then Baltimore, one by three. They now have at Saints, home against Atlanta, home against the Rams, and then at Seattle. So now we are starting to see what San Francisco is made of. The fact that Baltimore squeaked out a win says a lot, I think, for both teams. One, well, we know one, Baltimore's for real, but that just continues that trend. And two, that San Fran stick, can stick with the best now. People have been saying, Super Bowl preview, Super Bowl preview. With the San Francisco loss and the Seattle win tonight, that vaults Seattle into the two seed. If Seattle wins out, which they have a game against the the, the uh, Niners, that would mean the Niners are the uh, going to be the fifth or sixth seed, however that plays out. It is very plausible that they could lose to the Saints, lose to the Hawks. So they're... All of a sudden, twelve and four, and a wildcard team, which is unheard of, you know, in general, just to be, just to have twelve wins and not, you know, ha- get a bye. But um, I just think that they're coming off an emotional uh, loss in Baltimore. They're they're going to the Saints, another hostile environment. The Saints are favored by only two and a half, um, and normally the home teams are favored by three. So the fact that they're get- actually got a half a point is saying a lot. And um the Saints, I think the Saints are just starting to turn it on now. You know,
1: they're starting a ten and two to turn it on.
0: Yeah, they're starting to turn it on. Breeze missed a, a couple games, but Bridgewater didn't lose. Um, and you know, he just stepped right in. But um, you know, this the the Saints have scored twenty-five points in their last three games. Um they've won two of them by uh more than eight. So I've scored
1: oh, yeah. 20. Okay, you're just saying Yeah. So um, listen, okay. Lieutenant I don't know. I put the Saints in the same category as the Packers. Um, the 49ers got a defense that's no one's talking about for whatever reason. They're talking about all the other defenses. Start, time to show some respect because they shut down Lamar Jackson and held him to 17 points or something, which had slowed him down from his, his friggin' weekly 40. So I don't know. I think this team is the real deal. I think they're coming into their own. I think um, for a while we weren't sure what they were. I think we can now see what they are. I think that their defense is good enough to shut down Michael Thomas and hold him to like six receptions as opposed to letting him get 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and you take away that weapon. Uh, they won't get to drew breeze too much. He's got a fast release. He's kind of like Brady of previous years, not obviously this year. And so I don't know. I think, I think it's the 49ers defense. I don't think it's Jimmy G out duking breeze. I just think it's, it's the 49ers defense who are able to show up. And okay. if, my goodness, if you can pin down Lamar Jackson to, Twenty uh, points. Yeah. Oh, 20, yeah. Twenty points, yeah. And it comes down to a field goal, you I think you can handle Breeze and Tom uh Michael Thomas. Yo, in this
0: game is one PM on the East Coast, ten AM on the West Coast. Why the hell is that not a prime time
1: game? <laughs> because the NFL doesn't know what they're doing. And they That's didn't insane. didn't they prime time uh the Steelers? Uh in two weeks. Oh in two, in two weeks, weeks. Yeah. yeah. This is stupid. <laughs> um so the next game is the Jets and the dolphins. What? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> it's the
0: old Bard Murder. We're gonna break down the Jets Dolphins. No, we'll make this quick. You picked literally. Fins,
1: I picked the Jets.
0: Literally, Fitz Magic was glorious this week. He beat the frigging Eagles, my future MVP, Carson Wentz. <laughs> and so I'm just rolling with the hot hand. That beard, those glasses, that chain, the polo, Fitz Magic, baby. I don't I'm not talking more about the Dolphins than that.
1: <laughs> Adam Gase. Knows his old team, knows his old players, the ones that are left. He uh, knows their weaknesses, and he's going to rise to the occasion with Sammy. Um, oh my God, the Jets' stats—it's not good. All right, overall, it's, it, guys, don't watch that game; it's a waste of your life. The There's, leading,
0: the leading rush on the Dolphins has two hundred and one yards. Going. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's because they traded Drake.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: Anyways, moving on. We don't care about that.
1: Wait. Just root for the Dolphins. Bell only is two hundred and no, no, Miami, Miami. Oh, Miami, sorry.
0: Uh, the Le'Veon Bell, yeah, how, what what a fall from grace from that for that guy. Huh?
1: Yeah, it was a rough spot where he uh, was. Hang on, wait, Le'Veon Bell. I'm I'm coming up
0: with the stats right here.
1: Le'Veon Bell has five hundred and ninety. It's not good. No, the oh. only three touchdowns too. Trash. Um, I'm sure he's got some receiving yards. But anyway, so next up, Colts and Bucks. I don't know who's where. Uh the Bucks are at home. You picked Bucks, I picked Colts. I did.
0: Listen, Jameis Winston throws picks with the best of them. Okay. <laughs> he's got 20 on the
1: year. <clears throat> the However. Baker Mayfield.
0: You know what? I don't even know if these stats are, are counting uh last game. So he probably has 25. But anyways, Jameis, I don't think including last last week's he's got thirty six hundred yards he's gonna break four thousand this this week if he ha- if he didn't already this past week he's gonna pass it james Winston likes to sling the rock to both teams but <laughs> he throws tutties he's got twenty two touchdowns probably more than that because these stats aren't freaking updated but anyways uh Tampa Bay's home their defense actually played pretty well uh last week um off the top of my head who did they play i don't remember good talk they beat (laughs) oh they beat jacksonville in jacksonville not not the the greatest team to beat on the road (laughs) however you're making a great point yeah however however uh they're gonna be home their defense is gonna show up jacoby percent looked pretty bad this past week didn't look great ty is still out
1: mac is still out um Oh, I didn't realize T.Y.'s out. Yeah, the Colts. Can't, can't change my pick now.
0: <laughs> the the uh, Colts D has been more vulnerable than what people think um, in the last couple weeks. So I'm just going with slinging Jameis, and hopefully he doesn't throw 8,000 interceptions.
1: Yeah, I'm banking on him doing that. It's Jacoby freaking Brissett. <laughs> um, next up, I didn't realize T.Y. Hilton's out, so that's not good. That's the only point. You're just hoping that Jameis those picks. It's Jacoby Brissett, dude. They're six and six. Moving on. Um, I mean, I say six and six so confidently. I'm like, dude, they're freaking six and six. They're one game from the wild card. One game from the wild card. Cause they'll make playoffs. Next up is Jags Andrew versus Andrew. Who? Moving
0: on. <laughs>
1: yeah, they don't <laughs> wish they had Andrew Luck. Um, Jags versus Chargers. I think the Chargers are at the Jags. Yes. Who did I pick? The Chargers. Ooh. Okay, so I picked the Jags.
0: I don't think anybody knows this on the East Coast because they I haven't posted on social media. I have the Garner Minshew look right now. It's great. Uh I got the stash and the flavor saver. Um, I'll be posting it in a couple of days, you know, after I shave and everything. But I'll be posting it. Um the only thing that Garner does is he has more of a handle than I do. I made it kind of straight out. So that's the only shitty thing I did. Should've went handle. Should have went handle. But anyways, uh listen. Garner Minshew, don't get me wrong. Garner actually, excuse me, Garner Minshew the second. Love him. Love his style. Love his his lifestyle choices. Just, he's just not, he's just not going to do anything at home. He he just lost to the Bucks at home. What the hell is he, is going to beat the Chargers now?
1: Well, Nick Foles lost to the Bucks and he came in for relief.
0: Oh. Oh, your buddy Big Dick Nick, huh? How's he doing? Has he won a game yet for the Jaguars?
1: Negative ghost rider. Okay. That's what I thought. Anyways. But you know who has? The shoe. The Gardner Mishu. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Listen,
0: Phillip Slingin-Rivers was uh, threatened by his coaches and management that he was going to get replaced this week. And what did he do? He showed up. I don't even know if that's really true because I didn't watch the game. However, I did see him throw one touchdown. That was awesome. So, listen, Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Phillip and his 10 kids, however many he has. Twelve. They're just going to go <laughs> to Jacksonville and show up. I, again, these teams are both four and eight. Is it? Literally, I might as well just pick a name out of a hat. Like, it doesn't really matter.
1: Okay. Listen, it's the year of the fall. The Chargers are favorite, too. It's the year of the fallen quarterback. Nick Foles has fallen twice in the same year. It's not good. Tom Brady's stats are like a fraction. He's having the worst play since 2006. Phillip Rivers, he's getting benched. All right. This is happening. Uh, It's the year of the fallen quarterback, and it is the rise of the shoe. And I actually think Gardner Minshew has better chemistry with his receivers than Nick Foles does.
0: I can see that. I mean, he's played, yeah, he's played more weeks for them. But like, you're benching money. Like, all you just see is a bag of money sitting on the bench over there. Yeah. I mean, Foles. we could
1: we could talk about the expensive paperweight that he is right now. Yeah. Um, and lastly, <laughs> the Chiefs first Pats. The Chiefs are at Pats. I pick Chiefs. This guy doesn't have sense, so he picked the Pats. It's a Listen, free, it's a free win for me. Listen.
0: I wasn't expecting Mohamed Sanu, Philip Dorsett, Nikhil Harry.
1: Antonio Brown.
0: No, he he got open. I wasn't expecting those three to just never be open or never get open. And the one name that I didn't mention is Julian Edelman. That dude is open every play because he's the only guy that he throws to. I did not expect the Patriots to have three receivers that just can't freaking get open ever. However, I did predict the Pats would win this game by 15 points like 10 weeks ago. So <laughs> I have to go with the Pats. I do not think the Pats are going to win, but they are home. They are favored somehow.
1: If, if the so, Chiefs don't win by – I mean, if the Pats don't win by 15, I get this win. Yeah. Well, so, <laughs> again, I'm I'm kidding. Not for this. Not for this. But
0: anyways, I'm picking the Pats solely because I told everyone 10 weeks ago that I would pick the Pats and they win by a lot. Obviously, I don't feel good about it.
1: God, don't rub it in. <laughs> <laughs> Trash. This is like your MVP Carson Wentz pick. All right. Um, so, I'm going to be honest. Patrick Mahomes looked healthy this week. It was good to see him back for friggin' the first time in a month. Yes, he's been playing, but he's been a fraction of himself. Uh, I think that he is smart enough to handle the Pats uh, defense. I don't think, like, good cover, cover Tyree Kill. He blows double coverages all the time. Your only hope is that you can not let them get behind you. Uh, I think also people aren't noting this, but this is like the best defense they've had in the last three years. The Kansas, it's not great, but it's not like thirtieth in the league. Mm-hmm. It's like up to like fifteen or fourteen or something. Um, and they've made this big leap since uh, Patrick went down, and has been struggling. So Those they main made bases, huh? <laughs> it's being Patty, all right. Yeah, you and Tommy boy over there We'll talk next week Yeah well that's what 20 years will do to you Yeah <laughs> well two years will do this for me And MVP um, And so I think Patrick Mahomes Is finally pissed off about losing twice To the pass last year And the Pats finally don't have the firepower To answer what Patrick Mahomes offense can do uh, I think you'll agree with me
0: Yeah the, the Chiefs also have a really good Second third receivers And a good running back horde that can catch the ball and that's what you do. Like, the Pats are going to try to uh, stop Tyreek. So you still have Kelsey. You still have Hardman. You still have Conley. And you still have McCoy. Like, you know, he's got multiple options. Um, and that's how you beat the Pats. You just let the secondary guys beat you. And that's what he's he's been doing all all year.
1: Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. By heaven, by no means. I think what will happen is, right, uh, they'll score something like 25, 28 points. I don't know. Some weird score. i just say something like that. 24, 27. Um, It'll just be more than the Pats can score. Yeah. I think this is – it's going to be obvious that – Yeah, but the
0: Pats game this week against the Texans was uh, 28-22. But that was not how close the game was at all. They had two junk time scores.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: it it could be something like that where it'll look closer because of junk time, but it really won't be.
1: Yeah, I just don't – the Pats are just having a hard time on offense keeping up. Yeah. But all right. So those are our picks. Those are our picks. Close us out, buddy.
0: Hey, listen, we are over 900 listeners through 20 episodes. Well, through 19 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so thank you all so much for tuning in every single week and listening to us. We really appreciate it. We did not think this many people would be that, that interested in what us two bird brains would have to talk about. So please uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at RealtvPodcast or email us at RealtvPodcast at gmail.com. Next, just making fun of my voice. So hopefully next week I'll have a better voice. I'm going to post my Gardner Minshew look on social media so you guys can have a field day with that. Uh, But once again, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for the first 20, and here's to a 20 more. We'll see you next week.
1: Cheers.